The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening and welcome to Tuesday Topic. We uh, we, we have our usual suspects with us tonight. And uh, so our grand poobah producer, Mr. Rick Morin, is with us. Rick, is the, are the holidays treating you all right? Yeah, they're doing okay. I hear slurping in the background, though. Larry, do you, do you, have, the, do you have the original slurp on? Um, I smell clown. The original yeah, sound. We, yeah. We've got original sound when, when uh, Brian's here. It's original slurp. It- <laughs> yeah. I think we can My use goodness. that as a part of every Tuesday Topics. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Brian Charlson, right. how's your soup? My soup is delish, as are these uh, lovely cheddar biscuits. Uh, cheddar bis- if you were cheddar only biscuits, here. I could deal with it. Uh, you're right. I, I would be eating cheddar biscuits alone. No, because another bowl has corn chowder. Oh, no, so I would eat that. Yes, I would. You would eat that. Yeah. I would. And that is exactly what the, the lovely Lady Kim is doing right now. Good decision. Um, Miss Marianne, are you well? She's eating, I guess not. She's eating soup. <laughs> she's eating Sorry, soup. I was oh. muted. I didn't know. I am well. Thank you. How are you? I am very well. Thank you. I am happy to and be here. Mr. Larry, are you keeping busy during the holidays, doing lots of barber shopping? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Having yes. a great mm-hmm. time singing and slurping at the same time. It's very difficult to do that in front of people. I'm impressed. <laughs> like ventriloquism. They were not. Yeah, slurping in the rain. I can see it. Gene now. Kelly's looking over my shoulder. <laughs> I believe it. So tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about that was a year that was. Um and I, I think that we will, as we usually do, cover a a wide swath of topics. But I'm going to be interested. I'm going to go around this group and ask everybody if you have one word that would describe the most important component of this year, what would it be? And we'll start with Marianne. Is that a personal? What would it be personally? Like our own personal experiences this year? Uh, no. I would say change. Change. All mm-hmm. right. Um, Larry. I would say astonished. Yep. Rick? Um, transformational. Yeah. Brian? Mm. I don't want to be the downer in the crowd. Disappointing. Hmm. What about um, you? Yeah. Um, uh, well, me, if I, was used, if I was looking for an adjective, and I wasn't necessarily asking for adjectives, mine would be scary. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I don't think I am ending a year more uncertain about the future, um, worse 
this year or it it is worse this year than 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 i can ever remember it being um and and that's saying a lot because there were lots of there were lots of years that were ending pretty strangely like uh 2016 and 2020. <laughs> so the most important development of the year mr brian again if we're talking overall Yes. Um, I would say AI. Marianne? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if it's a good development. I, I think, um, unfortunately, what I've seen more this year is divisiveness, unfortunately. Um, and maybe Larry. that's not a development as much as an ongoing. Yeah, well, it, it, yeah. It, it'll work, Mister Larry. I think it's ongoing. I was, I too would say AI, and I'm not comfortable yet to actually decide whether it's a good, good thing or, or a bad thing. Yeah, there are aspects Rick? that are good, but we're not there yeah. yet. Yeah. Um. You're. Yeah, I'm just, uh, it, this has been a very difficult year for me from a personal standpoint, so right. I, I can't get beyond that right now. So That's where I'm at. That's Rick. fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. It's been, I think it's been interesting. So, so I would, I would join the, 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 the trio and, and say AI. Um, I really think that 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 is the most consequential occurrence of this year, and and I think waves of it will will flow into the future. Um, and and I and, and I think it's important for a whole bunch of reasons, not just not just be, because it is, but but also because of what it demonstrated about the degree to which our country is actually being dominated by a very small number of companies. Um, I think one of the more consequential specific events of, of this year was the, was the, the firing of the head of um, GPT. Uh, I, I think that was, that was bizarre and, <clears throat> and indicated what a razor's edge um the stability of complex companies live on um and and probably that was pretty scary for me um the so the the greatest thing that happened this year mr brian and it can be personal or or in a positive way yeah the greatest thing that happened this year um and it, we're not talking personal still right we're talking the grand you can. Either, one, either one either one either um, one either one that i made or it both. through an entire year without a basement flooding it's been pretty amazing that is pretty amazing uh, <laughs> and, I, and i know how it feels believe me yes exactly i i had now, a particular room in my house Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. that, the that lower turned room. into a pool every year. 
or tried. Mr. Rick, the most important thing for, for the year that, that you would be prepared to highlight? Just that I got through the year. Yep. Nice. We're glad you did, sir. Thank you. Miss um, Marianne? Um, well, my daughter got married and I got a new guide dog. And those yeah. are pretty things yeah. that make me smile every day. And and you moved from Florida to Pennsylvania. Yeah, I don't have a job yet, been? so I'm not um you know, that's that's the scary. When you said scary, I thought, hmm, that is really mm. probably the thing that um yeah. most yeah, overwhelms yeah. me now. So anyway. Yeah, but uh, I, I I don't suspect you'll you'll suddenly pick up and move back to Florida though. Oh no, probably not. Although it was very very cold here today. <laughs> oh dear. Well, it's it's going down to the 30s here tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, anybody want to talk about movies, <clears throat> songs, or books of this year? Hmm. Um, I just read a really interesting book. I mean, it's it's um, it's about a difficult um, time in our history, but it was written. It it showed it it showed that when things are the way they're when they get back in balance, that people can work together. Um, I just read a book called The Breach, which talked about um, one six, but from a staunch Republican's um, perspective, and. Um, he he was um, part of the investigation. He did all the cyber stuff, and I just thought it was um, um, again. It was um, to me. It represented what balance means when it's when we're in balance. So that was a, a book that I nice. read this year that I enjoyed. Excellent, Larry. Mm-hmm. Book, movie, hmm. or other? Yeah, gonna or other. I'm trying to think. I I. I I try when I can to to balance myself, so I have a hard time with with ultra liberals and ultra conservatives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and unfortunately, that's pretty much what we see on TV around us. So so you you never get balanced because everybody's busy beating the hell out of each other uh, and saying some things that that we wouldn't have said fifteen twenty years ago on radio and TV. But but I've been looking. I've been reading a lot of other stuff to escape some of that, which isn't necessarily the the greatest thing to do. But it, it's just like I don't even want to turn the news on anymore. Mm-hmm. Rarely do oh, I, I get that. I just mm-hmm. I just don't, and I try and find other ways to amuse myself and enjoy myself and to get away from some of the crap that we have to deal with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick, any thoughts? And I know you have to leave soon, so. No. Mm-mm. So, uh, I, I, I guess. My turn, my turn. You go, Brian. Yes, be careful now. Uh, I saw, the latest play that I saw was extremely uplifting and extremely well done called The Band's, B-A-N-D-S, Visit. It takes place in a kibbutz in Israel when a Egyptian band accidentally went to the wrong town to perform. Um, and instead of being at the Egyptian embassy, 
they were in this tiny little though though modern i don't want it wasn't particularly agricultural kibbutz and the music was wonderfully middle eastern uh all done live so the actors weren't just acting they were performing at the same time and it dealt with you know all what you would expect the issues to be but you came out uh like Marianne was saying, feeling like there, we have it within us to find a balance. We have it within us as individuals and within us as societies. One moment, I got to bellow up my family. Close the door! <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, the the year has been interesting. I I, I guess um, that 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 I have um, perceived, particularly the last part of this year, as being very polarizing. Um, something happened today uh, to yes. me that that was uh, amazing, or at least it was amazing to me. I I was tuning into South African radio stations in order to try to see if I could find a station that was broadcasting cricket. And instead, what I found to my absolute surprise was an ad urging uh, everyone in South Africa to boycott all the Jewish stores because of how the Palestinians were being treated. Now, first, I didn't expect to hear it on radio. And and second, um, and 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 second, I guess I guess it is really interesting that um, that in other parts of the world that 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 we don't connect with, um, there are very very different attitudes than the ones that that we think dominate this country and 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 <laughs> that we think ought ought to be the truth um so it was pretty stark for me um and and of course it turned out to that 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 was um a, a station called radio islam so it is probably oh. not so surprising that it was doing that but it still absolutely took me by surprise and and threw me for something of a loop yeah so um I guess the I, I guess the the other kind of um, major elements. This is this is the first year where we have actually had um, two declared wars going on at the same time for a long time, and that's pretty uncomfortable. Um, <clears throat> and. Um, and we have um, we have a government in this country that I, that I guess w it would be difficult to call anything but dysfunctional. Would 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 we concur with that, Mr. I Bryan? would concur with that. Absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah. At best. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. So. 
Yeah, that's so. I, I guess that's 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 been an, another characteristic, really, of the whole year, because we we have been teetered on the brink of getting nothing done, and 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 moving in tiny increments, um, rather than anything else, and with without without uh, a, attempting to ascribe blame, you know clearly. You, one would think that we would get to a place where, where this kind of stuff wouldn't happen, and and I suppose we sort of did. We didn't we didn't shut down the government, but we we are depriving um, we are depriving the administration of 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 the ability to appropriately operate its foreign policy, and we're certainly. Um, and and we're we're certainly putting at serious risk, seems to me anyway, um, the uh, ability of of Ukraine to continue to make progress in its war, which is supposedly what we want to do, and what I would have thought was American policy. So it's interesting. Um, last chance for the group. Anything else that you'd like, guys, would like to point out about the sort of overall 2023 before we start opening it up? So, if people have some thoughts they'd like to share, get ready, get your hands up. I know a few of you already have. I, I'm disappointed, as Brian has said earlier, and and I, I, it's really weird to be in a situation where I'm not seeing a lot of positives, and I don't know yes. what's going to happen. And that scares me almost as much as some of the things that happen around me. It's like our yes. inability to not be able to make a difference. And I don't mm -hmm. know that that's true, but that certainly is the way it appears. And that's not good. I, I, I just don't have any positive look going forward at 2024. Not right now. Because I cannot... Americans and what causes them to believe one thing versus another uh, and what chances they're willing to take to achieve change of any kind the you know I, I can't say I'm looking forward to 2024 uh, I'm looking, I'm doing all I can as an individual to impact that, but you do feel like you're just uh, a, a small voice in the wilderness, so to speak. I have family members who decided not to talk to one another. I have family members who uh, choose not to become politically engaged out of fear of their neighbors' reaction. Uh, I have uh, neighbors who um, are very neighborly, but you know, you know, they used to say that you know, don't don't over dinner talk about politics. What was it? Politics, religion, religion, and there was a third one that escapes me. But anyway, the don't discuss politics has become the first order of the day. So how are you to formulate 
an opinion if you can't discuss the issues of the day in a civil manner. Uh, that 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 is the scariest part of things. Also, we we said earlier that we thought one of the biggest differences this year was AI came on the stage. Well, I'm I'm convinced that AI did not suddenly appear on the stage. It came of age, so to speak, um, and in the hands of corporate America, corporate international entities, not as a result of a normal, uh, gradual kind of thing taking place. So in that respect, I think one of the biggest problems is I felt five years ago that I could tell truth from fiction. I do not feel I can tell that now. What is truly happening and what is only happening in the eye of the reporter slash media, whichever that might be. And I'm, I'm including TikTok and X and, you know, all of the online side of things, not just NBC, CBS, and ABC. I think the online things are the most distressing. Yes. I guess I'm feeling, I guess I'm feeling that you have to use much more effort to get to that answer. And, and you really cannot get that answer. If you just listen to information from this country, in my opinion, I, I don't think you can. I don't think you can either. And, and you know, I listen to the opinion of those stations I can get from Australia and New Zealand. And um, for that matter, uh, I also listen, I force myself to listen to what other people on this globe are hearing because they don't have yes. access to everything I have access to. Yes, they don't have either the time nor the technology to do the uh, original source kind of research I feel myself having to do in order to try to keep some idea of what's going on in the world. So when you do that kind of thing, I, I feel back. Paul, you and I were in Australia during the Supreme Court's decision uh, to not intercede with Florida's ballots. Yes, Uh, 2000, yep, 2001, yep, yep. Uh, And we were sitting around uh, a table with people from all over the world, and we had sent people to their countries to watch over their elections to see that they were... And uh, struggling with seeing what is up and up uh, in terms of elections in our country. Yeah. And it's only gotten worse, not better. Today, Colorado's Supreme Court decided that uh, former President Trump uh, being guilty of insurrection is not eligible to be on the ballot in the state of Colorado. Have you ever seen such a thing? 
did we did we ever expect that we would get to such a place in this country? Probably not. But the one thing that I would add about our time in Australia was we found ourselves in a position that I don't think either of us had ever expected that we would find ourselves in. And and that position was was one where our country perceived itself and made an effort to get perceived by the rest of the world as the upholder of democracy and the place where, um, re- regardless of what was going on any place else, um, we were going to we were going to be operating fair and appropriate elections, and we weren't going to be um, we 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 weren't going to be messing with the basic tenets of democracy, and and then suddenly. All of that was thrown into question by the uncertainty uh, and 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 the the kind of bizarre way that that Supreme Court decision came down, and clearly, a generation later, our country no longer can hold its head high and and say that we're a beacon of democracy because we're not. And it could and that's get, an, it might get worse. And that's an amazing change. It's a scary change. Who would have thunk that? It, it's it's quite bizarre. Yeah. So those are some of the big things that we've <laughs> noticed this year. I'm sure there are others. And I suspect that some of some of the folks <clears throat> who have joined us will have notions about what, what some of the key things are uh, for this year. So, Miss Marianne, who do we have? We have area code 682. Do you know where that is? Area code 682. Ending in 597. Ending in 597. You are able to unmute. Hello, this is Calandra. Hi. Hey, uh, what is the question of the day we're talking about? We're talking really about what this year has been like, Calandra, um, so that we're, now we're talking about what the year has been like kind of in general. And a little later, we'll, we will um, concentrate more and talk about what the year has been like for folks who are blind and some of the changes that have occurred there. So that's what we're doing. Oh, well, this year has been a trying one for me. Um, But unlike some people, I have a positive outlook on things. And I know that, uh, well, I'm not going to bring religion or politics or anything into it because that's what gets people heated. And most Mm -hmm. cops won't even let you talk about that stuff, (laughs) which is good. But I will say that God plays a big part in my life. And that's a good and thing. And that still small voice is what keeps me going. And I'm really looking forward to 2024 because I know it might have some promising things for me. Um, I will get to attend a revival. Um, and it happens to be the 25th, the 20th, the 24th, 25th, the 26th of January. 
which my birthday will be in January. Nice. Uh, that day. And I will be turning 50, so in spite of me, you know, being of a different age, <laughs> I still praise, I still have great praises about that because I'm looking forward to the future. Well, I think that's excellent. And I think, and I think your positivity is, is really good to hear, Ms. Calandra. So thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I will mute and give other people a chance. I'll talk later when I come back around, but. Very good. Yeah, this thank you. Been pretty good. Thanks. Thank you, Ms. Calandra. We are handless for the time being. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Jane had her hand up, Jane T., but she seems to have dropped off. Um, I looked for her, and she's no longer with us. So, Are we losing people because of the nature of our conversation? I don't think so. I think, no, 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 I don't think. Not Jane T. Okay. (laughs) Well, I I think it's always difficult during during holiday times. People have parties and other things that they want to go to. I'm not surprised we don't have huge numbers of folks. No, you have 21. Um, You're you're. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not complaining about that number at all. You know, this is what I was saying though earlier that um I need to have I want a, a time where I can sit across the dining room table and discuss issues of the day, have including people on, politics. Including politics. Yep. For that matter, I've always I find the subject of religion really interesting. So I wouldn't mind that discussion as well. Yep. But I will t- tell you that it, it requires a certain kind of, I guess, personality um, to be able to listen to somebody else's opinion that you fundamentally disagree with at the beginning of the conversation, but you're willing to give a open ear to why somebody has of an opinion different than your own without mm-hmm. dismissing it out of hand uh, that's not easy to do but i think it's always but, but, always but, worth but, doing yeah but why has it become so much harder brian i, I mean it I, I obviously you we don't have a crystal ball where we know the categorical answer but why do you think it's become so much harder to carry on a civil conversation I think uh, more focus has been happening in all forms of media on our differences rather than our commonalities. I say I am an American citizen, first and foremost in terms of my national identity. Yes, I come of German and Swedish background. I am uh, a uh, white person in a society or in a country that is increasingly uh, more uh, racially diverse uh, than it has been since nearly the beginning. But I still am a U.S. citizen. And when I find myself scratching my head and showing concern it's when my fellow citizens have come to radically different conclusions than i have and 
they say they have a right to that opinion. I have no problem. They have a right to an opinion. But God, I wish I could understand how they came up with that opinion. Uh, and that I, I would think people would know that I was open-minded enough to listen to that answer. But I have met more people who want change for change's sake yeah. than I've ever experienced in my life. Now, maybe back in think, the 60s, there was quite a bit of that. Do you think the Internet's responsible for this, Brian? I think the lack of reasonable controls of the Internet are in large part responsible. I would agree with so, that. Yeah, but, but what, what are how reason, would you manage it? Well, yeah, I guess... <clears throat> I mean, reasonable controls are 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 are, are making a, doing a better <laughs> job of re of removing disinformation from the internet. Is that is is that what we ought to be doing? That's one component. I wouldn't say so much removing it as tagging it. You know. Yeah. Okay. This is opinion. This is not verified fact fine you can express your opinions on the internet i don't want to stop you from doing that but i do want you not to claim that the sky is scarlet when it's clearly blue uh, i'm not using that as an analogy i mean figuratively not figuratively but absolutely up is up and down is down that's a yeah. fact but um that uh a conspiracy of uh individuals or organizations is intentionally taking us down a path that will benefit them to our uh, disadvantage that you ought to not be able to post as and the reader has no way of knowing whether it's opinion or fact I think the nutshell is the distance that we've come from one another. I think that, and and I think that the internet and the, um, the disinformation is part of that. But I think the reason that we're not talking as much as we used to is because we're we're not, as Larry said earlier, um, to you know moderates, moderates are are. Moderates are where it should be, and it's not that way. So we don't come together because we're so far apart. I mean, so far apart that it makes it, at least for me, at least for me, impossible to talk to someone who's so far afield from from what I believe is reality. Mm -hmm. well, it, it, it didn't it, used to be like that. No. No, I, 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 I would that. concur. When you consumed information, you did it maybe disagreeing with the opinions. You know, that's why they have an editorial page in a newspaper. Yes. Um, uh, but you nonetheless felt that you were presented with a certain quantity of fact that you could trust. And, and I and don't when think you were again right now. When you were reading a news story, you expected it to predominantly include facts rather than opinions, and, and that's certainly not the case anymore. 
No. no. And we're, we're so riddled with conspiracy. Yeah. And that ev- it, yeah. It's, Everything it's, is treated as fact. And especially, <laughs> and even if you don't, if you disagree with it, then you're the enemy. Who cares if yeah. you disagree with it? That's fine. I disagree with mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. But if I say it, I am now the enemy. I am because there's no ability between people that I disagree with to 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 come to common ground. Philosophy, philosophically, the two major parties in our country were always different. Philosophically, sure. yes. had some differences, but it wasn't unreasonable to you know you could you could reasonably have a conversation with someone. You could agree it is to not disagree. that anymore. No, it is not that. And and and, and we can go back to the fact that. That it was really at some periods in our history, a, a time when when the Republican Party was far more um, forward looking than the Democratic Party was. Yeah, way back when the, the labels true. have changed dramatically. Yeah, yeah. What used to be Republican is no longer Republican, and same thing with with moderate to liberal. They've all slid a great deal, uh, especially fifties, sixties, seventies. It, it's just, I, I don't know how to explain it any other way than it's just amazing when you look yeah. at history. It's changed yeah, so much. It is. Miss Marion, I we think do. we do yes, have we some do. hands. At least two. We, um, <clears throat> we have Denise. Denise. You are able to unmute, Denise? Well, we I would have to say that... Um, for me personally, this year has been the first year in the last four where um, my life was relatively <laughs> not full of stress. And so for me, that was a good thing. Uh, it, it was, was nice to have a stress-filled, uh, yep. a, not a stress-filled year. But I guess I would, if I was going to use one word to describe my feelings about the year, I'm just sad. I'm sad yeah. Because all I see around me is angry people, uh, angry people in you know everywhere I go, angry people in ACB, just angry, angry people, and it makes me really sad. It makes me really scared to see the direction I feel like our country is going. I just feel like we're we're fragmenting, and it is just hard. And anymore, you. No matter what you sit down and read or what you listen to, it's like, what if this is fact and what if this isn't? And how do I know what to believe? You know, you don't even know what to believe anymore because you can't trust what you read. You can't trust what you hear. I feel like I'm constantly surrounded by all the crime that's going on in the country. Every day, you know, there's there's been all kinds of bad stuff going on and it's like i'm just tired i want to hear about the good stuff not all the bad stuff it would be you know, interesting. My, my family get really excited on fridays on the yeah cbs evening news where the last story of the day is always a good story something that really happened terrific around somewhere around the country wow and that you know that is the highlight of our news week in my household. This last week, it was, uh, you know, the Santa Claus that was giving away uh, $1,000 to random strangers. Uh, these kids got excited about that story. 
and decided to hold a fundraiser, and they raised $8,000. This is grade school kids, raised $8,000, put on uh, hats just like the, the Secret Santa, and gave away $100 bills throughout their community. Oh, wow. That is so neat. See, that is a fun, great story. It is. Yeah. And I, I, I understand that, you know, the fact that there's floods in the Midwest or, or whatever, I need to know that too. I need to know what's going on around me for making plans, whether to travel or not travel, and those kind of things. I do rely on it for hard news. But I do think uh, we all crave a bit more of the soft news, if you will. Well, it's like if you anymore, if you listen to the news, and I've got to start listening to it a whole lot less, three quarters of the newscast is who robbed who, who killed who. You know, it's not even important stuff that we need to know, like the weather and, and what's going on. And, right. And I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to feel like I'm not even sure I can be proud, say, you know, with pride anymore that I'm an American because I don't like the direction this country has taken. I think there there are a lot of us there are a lot of us who feel that way, and I think um, I, I one of the things that I noticed this morning is I was looking at at um, a new program that's been added to the um, the new stream three player, which is TuneIn Radio, and one of the options that they have is local radio, and. So I just thought it'd be fun to just go through local radio stations and was absolutely amazed by the fact that there were probably um, four or five stations that were clearly, quote, conservative, unquote. Um, and I, I couldn't find any that looked as though they were liberal. Um, so... I, I think one of the things that that suggests, well, I suppose NPR would be regarded as that, but and and it was there. But I think that for the most part, um, uh, the con- conservatives are are reaching out and really and really taking over a larger portion of of the 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 big city media um, than other groups seem to be. And I think that's interesting um, because it means that that more people just almost by definition are going to hear that side of the argument. So it's interesting. Interesting. Um, Miss Denise, thank you for your call. Thank you. Yep. We have Deanna. 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 I think I'm unmuted. Oops. Yes, you are. I barely hear you. Welcome. Okay, let me move my microphone and there see if I get a better That's position. Better. Yep, okay, there we go. Um, I think one of the problems you ran into was you completely lost part of Brian's thing. You went off the air, and I looked at my computer, and I was no longer on the on the web page. And then it came back up, and we got in, and I saw my hand was up, and but. Marianne couldn't see it, so I tried hitting it again. Nothing happened. I had to go out and come back in. So oh my! Before the button would let me raise my hand again, so that 
it actually raised and I got the, it flipped to um, lower hand on my Braille display. So some glitch happened right in the middle of what Brian was saying. And I think it dumped us all off and then um, people couldn't do anything because their buttons didn't work. (laughs) It's a conspiracy. That's what it is. It's a conspiracy. We're we're doing our best to make sure we don't hear from anybody in ACB by heaven. (laughs) But playing with Zoom things. We we didn't think they'd find out that quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So... Anyway, I, I, you, um, you know you're in danger of being you're in danger of being arrested for being too bright. I am telling you, that that you did that. I'm telling it as it <laughs> happened to me. So I that's the only that's the only thing I can trust is did I experience it and or is it propaganda? You know, well, I have no yeah. way of no, knowing. No, I'm here to tell you it probably didn't happen. Oh, is that yeah, it? Yeah, it did well, not just, happen. Just, yeah, you're, it's yeah, sort I'm of just like a bomb. Yeah. Well, it happens a to a 75-year-old Native American <laughs> women. Yeah. We're all senile and, and uneducated, yeah. so don't listen. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so, so how are Deanna, things in the Midwest? What, what's your, <laughs> what's your one cold. word for the year? Confusing. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll work. That works well. Because... Um, some good things have been happening um, as far as telling the truth um, for my people. People are standing yes. up and saying what's happening, and it's actually getting out there. It used to be only these little newsletters that came out um, that nobody read. <laughs> you know? But actually, once in a while, the major news venues will pick up something and tell it truthfully and i'm very encouraged by um writers like um angeline boley um mm-hmm. because she's writing about contemporary life of american american mm-hmm. indians mm-hmm. and natives and mm-hmm. she's telling it truthfully she's not glossing over the bad parts but she's also talking about the, the culture that gave us the strength to survive as long yeah. as a people, yeah. you know, and um, that's refreshing. Um, I've been reading a lot of bizarre things just to escape having to listen to the news. So <laughs> I can recommend two books. Um, this one is Absolute Escapism. It's called The yep. Utterly Uninteresting and Unadventurous Tales of Fred the Vampire Accountant. <laughs> by Fred Drew the Hayes. Vampire Accountant? Yes. It's written by Drew Hayes and yep. it's performed by, uh, is it Graphic Audio? That put, yep. it, yes. And so it's yeah. actually more performed like a radio play than uh, a standard reading. Because you have sound effects, you have um, different actors Multiple for voices. Yeah, yeah, of the different yep. roles. Yeah. So it's a fun read that is completely escapist. Mm-hmm. Nice. And the other one I liked this year was the utterly uninteresting and. Uh, whoops, I'm going to pick my cards up. Oh, it's um, a woman of no importance by Sonia Purnell. I really enjoyed that one, the untold story of the American spy that helped win World War II. 
because it was written honestly, historically correct, but talking about women who did amazing things and never got recognition during their lifetime. You know, Is Deanna, as a uh, as a Native American, have have you run across um, any of the uh, I think really good fantasy that's being written by some Native Americans these days, like Rebecca Roanhorse? Um, but she's a big favorite of my my eldest, <laughs> and she sent her father one uh, for for um, his birthday. So um, I have looked them up on bard and i'm going to read them but uh you know it's yeah i just appreciate that a lot of what uh, was written was written about us not by us by us yep <laughs> and a lot of what was written was full of pain and frustration and anger not that those weren't real they were yep but I really enjoy the fact that they're telling it like it is, but but with and with the truth of you know yes we're a broken people, um yes we've had our culture and our religious beliefs and stuff torn from us, and it's left us with young people struggling to understand who they are and where they belong, but. There is still the grannies and the, and the old people who desperately want a better future for their young. And they try to tell them how to be themselves and to be good people. And yep. that's a good thing because cultural differences doesn't have to mean that we don't consider ourselves American. Um, the number of Native Americans who enlist in the service is extremely high, not only because it's a way of getting an education and training that they wouldn't get otherwise, but because they truly believe that this land is ours. And we invited you guys in and yep. fed and you things and taught you how to, to um, use the land. Yep. You didn't always listen. But nope. <laughs> <laughs> but you know we we did not we did not try to close the border on immigration because we mm -hmm. were immigrants we walked across the land bridge or floated here for, across yeah. the pacific you know yep. we got here too and we all wanted the same things to raise our children in a healthy place where they could make good lives and if we can only remember that Mm -hmm. And reach yep. our hands out to each other and say, I know you came because you are following your dreams. Amen. And, and this country <laughs> has always been big enough for everybody to have their own dreams and, and do well. Yeah. I mean, it really and, has. And, and it doesn't have to be a place of division. Uh, no. I have a stepfather whom. I love dearly, <laughs> but he's a staunch Republican, and I look at him, and I can't think. I think to myself, you're almost schizophrenic, Pop, because you believe things that are counter to what you teach in your own behavior. Yep. 
He's a good yep. man, a kind man, a caring man. Yep. yep. But he made he makes snide remarks about gay people. He does, you know, it's like they are other. And you know, coming into that into being my stepfather, he's always been gentle and tender and supportive to me as mm-hmm. his as his disabled stepdaughter. In fact, he even put me down when they asked him when he was burying my mother in a forest lawn cemetery mm-hmm. for, yeah. for military. And it's mm-hmm. not the way I would have done it. Yep. But, you know, we respected him, but he respected us too because he let us do things as part of her funerary rites and things that are from us and he didn't see anything wrong with it because he knows us but i think that's the problem we don't know each other and so we allow others to teach us fear and it's one of the things i'm grateful about being blind is i can't judge you by your exterior i don't know if you've got a, a a ring in your nose and tattoos up both arms all I know is how you treat me, and and any longer, any longer, um, there isn't nearly as much difference uh, among different groups of folks based on voice as there used to be. No, at least that's my opinion. Well, you know, and I don't see anything wrong with with an accent. No, <laughs> because some of them are quite lovely. I agree. And so, um, you know, you just have to stop looking at the differences and look at the sames. They have children. You have children. You want better schools. They want better Mm -hmm. schools. You want decent public transportation so you can get to your job without having to spend so much of your income on maintaining a vehicle that costs more than the first house my family <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, you know there's so much yep. that we share um about trying to get along and it, we've got to work together because it's going to get a lot worse before we can deal with climate change yep i think that's true and if you can't Ms. count Deanna. on your neighbors who can you count on <laughs> yeah, that's right yep miss deanna thank you for your call you're welcome. Call us later and talk about blind issues if you if you can. Miss Marion, do we have anybody else? We, yes, we do. We have so- Sophia from, I believe, from UK. Uh-huh. Hello. Hello. I Hello, Sophia. Hi. <laughs> I agree with what you said, that we definitely need more good news. But I thought yep. that we recognize that good in other people and in ourselves. So I was thinking mm-hmm. about your first word. And at first, the first word that came to mind was endurance, because this year has been quite, had some tough challenges. But then I started thinking about over the whole year, some of the advancements that I've made. I learned um, a lot of new skills as a blind person, which has really helped me. I qualified as an audio describer. I won the brow competition. I met some amazing, really genuinely lovely people that I wouldn't have had without the internet, um, developed deeper as a person. So then I was thinking, well, what word sums up the whole year and i think Mm -hmm. accomplishments because when you look at all the good that's happened in the year even endurance means accomplished 
So, yeah, that- we we've been talking a lot about uh, about our country. W- would you say that um, that that the UK is pretty divided as well, Sophia? It is now. Yes, um, I think because we had a lot with the Brexit that divided England. Mm-hmm. Um, people have a lot of difference of opinions, but we have the culture here of the the stiff upper lip. So it's very hard for somebody to express themselves and have that respected. It's like if it's one extreme, they get there. It, it's like those who have extreme views, everybody has to accept. But those who don't, they their voice is a lot weaker, so they they find it a lot harder. There's a lot more conflict. Yeah. It, and it's interesting because in in the in the UK there are actually newspapers that are almost attached to political parties, which is which yeah. is different from what we have in this country. Is it not like that there for you? No, no not the, as not as extreme. Not as, as extreme. and not as such uh, that they would they would all say they are newspapers and that they're all. And that they're all independent of of any political influence, and of course it's not true. Mm-hmm. But uh, but but in the UK, there's there's a lot more honesty sometimes in terms of in terms of that kind of stuff, where where certain newspapers are specifically a part of the Conservative Party or part of the Labour Party. So it yeah yeah it's it's um, definitely very well attached and we saw that during the pandemic because yes um what happened there was in the beginning we was having worldwide news and you had the channels that you could go to but then they restricted it so that we couldn't have hardly any influence from any other world news and it was very much what the government wanted people in england to know so they didn't get a lot of the channels. You couldn't get a lot of it. So you would rely on your friends to share the information with you and the articles because they restricted it quite dramatically during the pandemic. And and that's one side of the coin. But on the other side of the coin, now that the pandemic is over, um, the UK has undertaken this this major inquiry into into um, how well Britain did, where where, virt- where absolutely everybody is being required to testify, and and where it at least appears as though there's a there's a real effort to get to the facts. Do you think so? I think About- it's very controlled. It's very, it's got it. It's, yes, it's it's certainly controlled because a lot of people in places don't want to lose their their job opportunities for example um even with the medical field the mm-hmm. the doctors would be saying um they they have the governmental guidelines so they have to abide by the government guidelines even mm-hmm. if they personally as a professional disagree with it and what they would say is they the only way around it because they they felt that it breached their their choice as a doctor to do no harm and to help somebody so yeah. then they would say the the guidelines is this or the government guideline is that and at that point that means that uh, on a on a professional level they don't agree with it but that's how they have to get around it by just stating that's the treatment they have to follow because it's it's what the the guidelines say and then when the guidelines change 6 months later you know then they have to do the yep. complete opposite and so it, they they were put in a very difficult position and i think a lot they of were. people 
it became a, a, a power rather than they didn't want to lose their position because then they couldn't help at all. So it was a difficult one. Interesting times. What's that old quote? Uh, may you may you be cursed with or blessed with living in interesting times. I can't remember which way that went. I think I think it's uh, it's just may you not cursed or blessed. <laughs> well, may you be to live in interesting times. Huh, okay. I've got to look that one up. I, yep. I have to rely on the internet to tell me what's true or not. There you go. <laughs> <clears throat> Sophia, thank you so much for your call. Thank you. Yep. Miss Marianne. Clear of hands. We used hand sanitizer. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, okay. He's yeah, just reacting. Clear to of hands. Mm -hmm. Sorry. So, from a blindness perspective, Paul. Yes. What did you see this year that matters? Um, hold on for one sec. <clears throat> I think that um, I think this year was really consequential from. From a blindness perspective, um, we got a new leader in AFB um, who uh, was a blind person who we know pretty well. Yes. Um, and I guess, I guess many of us wondered what impact that would have. <clears throat> and I'm not sure so far that it's had very many impacts. I don't know what 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 your thoughts are, Brian, but so far there there aren't impacts that that we've seen much for that change. There have been some staffing changes, yes, um, that haven't had an impact yet, but point in the direction of mm -hmm. AFB continuing to be primarily a entity that supports the how do I put it supports uh, that's the word I'm looking for the underside I don't mean that in a negative way I'm what's in the background programmers have a term term for what happens behind the screen it may look pretty on the screen but boy there was a lot of work behind it to make that mm -hmm. possible so that i think is where afb has been headed as it's discarded part of itself or, mm -hmm. or traded off with a, a trade partner like aph for example um and i think we're going to see a lot of that kind of activity in afb i think <laughs> Eric's number one issue is going to be financial stability. Yep. And that's going to force some hard decisions, but I'm convinced that it will come down on the side of <clears throat> providing the best information they can to the, what they call the field. And Eric leaving 
um, certainly created some change within ACB. And we um, survived it, which I did. find admirable. Yes. Truly admirable. We, instead of finding ourselves tied up in knots, we simply said, hey, this is the reality we have. How can we continue to move forward? Well, the president had to resign in order to become the interim executive director, which meant the first vice president became the president. But almost shortly after that, she had to run for the office in her own right. I mean, and all of this while we're trying to work out the the positives and negatives of hybrid uh, conventioning and governance of the organization. I'm proud that we've come through this having actually improved as an organization. Mm -hmm. um, any any thoughts from from others in, in our little group about some of the changes in the blindness field? Larry, Marianne? I think, I think the blindness field has grown. I mean, I, I look at um, I look at us in a um, I, I see good things for, for us from this year. I mean, I think um, th that there's been some really new good technology. I think that um, ACB seems to be focusing more on things that are important, like employment, in a stronger way than before. Um, I I, um, I like the way AI has come to be at at be my eyes and and what it's done for for um, at least for my life. Um, uh -huh. So I, I, I see this as a, a overall as a better year for blind people than I did for politics, for sure. Um, uh, Mr. Larry, any I, thoughts? I agree with I agree with that, especially I'm I'm disappointed in a lot of the things that have happened politically, but I'm not the only one. Um, as far as ACB is concerned, I've, we took some hits this year um, and Dan and. Deb talked to Swatha in a in a advocacy update that is not yet up, but will be by Thursday because I have to edit it. And it's all about this subject from an AB, ACB perspective. <clears throat> and when you mm -hmm. consider we lost we lost uh, Eric to AFB, and we lost Kelly, and we lost Clark. Those are some major. Mm -hmm major mm -hmm. hits and a lot mm -hmm. of us were going we're thinking gee what what are they going to do who is going to step forward but i think i think if you look back on it now you have to be very happy with what happened. is the word that comes to it's, mind yes i mean acb yep. took an old adage that's been around for years and it's plan the work and then work the plan and they they have procedural things going all year round, they've got it pretty well nailed. And so when something like this happens, they have to figure out who's going to take over, but they know what to do procedurally to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And they're in a very stable position. I think this is just terrific. And uh, everybody seems to be very happy uh, with what's going on in the future as well. And, and I look, I think it's for in a year that's been a negative in a lot of respects, I think this is something very positive that's come out of that. So, in in terms of blindness legislation or 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 changes that affect blind mm. people legislatively, I don't think there's been much. Brian, am, am I mm -hmm. missing something? 
No, I don't think you're missing anything. There's been some interesting uh, first attempts toward things, you know, the updating of the uh, mm-hmm. CVA, CVAA, right? That whole business right. of updating access to information from an accessibility point of view. That seems to me, uh, you know, have we done it yet? No. But have we planted the right seeds and realized that it takes years to accomplish that kind of a thing, even in the best of times? Then I I think that's really excellent going forward. Uh, I would say that while I'm still questioning whether or not I'll still be alive when it happens, that we did make some progress in dealing with um, accessible currency mm-hmm. and the new relationship that we've been able to establish with the Bureau of Engraving and Printing. Um, so I think that that's something we'll look back on and say, well, that was that was when we when we really made some significant forward motion on and, things. And do and do we think that that happened because of our demonstration? No. I don't. I, no, I think it no, simply was a matter of the right place at the right time. Yeah. Uh, Larry, you were going to say something? I, I think I certainly the demonstration helped, if nothing else, just to bolster people's yeah. ideas in terms of a positive perspective. But I don't think it was at all the single factor. Not at all. I think Brian's correct. Yes. And I we, think, sorry. Go ahead, Marianne. No, 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 not about that. You're talking about legislation that wasn't specific to people who are blind or visually impaired, but the Affordable Connectivity Act, while it wasn't just specifically this year, I think it has brought um, internet and and media ability capability to um, many of our people. Agreed, agreed. So, now, you know, we always talk about leveling the playing field, right? Mm-hmm. From a uh, a technology haves versus technology don't haves mm-hmm. that certainly is a very respectable step in the right direction yeah very respectable i, I would think... say yep go ahead another Ryan. thing from a blindness perspective uh why uh, some of the things we planted in years past are becoming so commonplace that they're just expected uh, detectable warnings, uh, audible traffic signals. Um, just to give two brief examples, access mm-hmm. to your credit information. That stuff has a building effect where, you know, access to uh, popular entertainment is not something I have to strive to get. It's something I'm surprised when it's not there. Uh, that's something that we need to occasionally stop and say this year was better than last i went to twice as many plays this year right i watched in watched uh, entertainment content of every conceivable type with audio description um and i think that that's a, a positive thing i started out this evening sounding rather negative there are positive things in the blindness world um many of the things that we've been working on for years are coming of age um it's a little frustrating because those who don't know about the struggle that it took to get it uh 
are a little complacent about taking advantage of it uh, and also are a little complacent in thinking that, well, uh, that's that's doing fine. I'm not personally interested, so um, I'll move on to other things. Uh, and that you know frustrates me uh, a bit. But I suppose that's a generational thing. It happens in every generation. I think audio description is an interesting situation because so many things in the blindness field have been have been made to happen by legislative fiat. In other words, we 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 bring the country kicking and screaming into compliance with laws that we pass. And while there were audio description and the law certainly have to do with each other, um, I I would say that, and Brian, you can correct my percentage if you want, but probably 60% at least of, of the audio description that we now have available has been provided by companies who are under no legal obligation to provide it to us. I'd say 90%. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say ninety percent, and 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 that is such an important thing. I mean, it 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 really says something uh, about the nature of our country that I wish we could make other parts of our country understand that that we've been able to do a good thing for a relatively small minority, not because we have to, um, but because we've been persuaded it's the right thing to do. And, and that it doesn't cost as much as we thought it would. That's, yeah. uh, the dollars and cents played a big part in these right. decisions. Uh, and I think that the CVAA kind of lit the fuse sure. of what happened sure, beyond what the CVAA uh, actually required. You know, we've had, we've had one significant backslider public broadcasting yeah, yeah. right and, and maybe good disappointment there right and it could even be that these companies believed that eventually the law would catch up with them so why not do it now and 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 appear to be good guys i mean who who knows i mean if you want to be cynical you can well, certainly suggest well, it, that's the I, case well like larry says there's seldom something that's going on out there that's true to a single cause right but but i do think the cvaa did light the fuse of what might happen if we don't get our act together. Um, and wouldn't I mean, we be better off putting that energy toward content than toward legal fees? I want to talk about two more, two more really positive things that have happened in the blindness field this year. Um, one of them um, has been the emergence of big data. Um, there, yes. uh, there have been a number of, well, one major big data study that's been published that deals with seniors in this country. There is another one that's in the process of being put together now that will deal with blind people who are of working age. Um, and, and these two pieces of work um, are 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 already doing a tremendous job of for the first time in our history giving us tangible information 
about what reality is like for blind people um, in in these categories. And I I I I don't think it's received a lot of fanfare, but it deserves it. Um, it 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 for me is one of the major important developments that have happened this year. Um, I, I agree I think, with you, and I I think that that expands in a number of other directions. For example, at uh, at Perkins, they have funded a research project where they're pulling together as much information as they can about who is developing, who are out there developing excess technologies. Who are they? How did they get funded? Who's working on projects that need funding and to bring them together to have an, a positive impact? Again, it's you can say that it's important that blind people have access to this, but what are you going to do about it? And it's not just a matter of numbers sometimes. Sometimes it's a matter of, of educating them that, you know, introducing people from one to another. This is a funder who's looking to do good. Here is a project that really deserves your attention and bringing them together. And that's hugely important. We had the head of that project speak to our state conference a few weeks back. And it's astounding. What's the number one thing that people are working on right now for access technology for blind people? Somewhere around 60 to 70% of research going on out there that is funded in one form or another has to do with wayfinding. How, yep, as a blind person, they get from point A to point B. Yep, interesting. There's Yep. Yeah, and, and you wouldn't and, know and, that except anecdotally. No, exactly, exactly. So the other thing that I think is really important is 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 I think for the first time this year, we are beginning to see, um, largely because of big data, but also because of uh, of the work that's being done, um, cooperation in the blindness field to truly shine a strong searchlight on the plight of seniors who are losing vision. Um, and I think that our organization, AAVL, is doing some really good work um, in becoming involved and putting into place some, some consumer perspectives. <clears throat> and, and I, and, but I think it is really exciting that for the first time, I think there is beginning to be some real traction um, in beginning uh, for all of us in in this country, not just not just those of us who are old enough to be called seniors, but for all of the blind people in this country to, to take really seriously um, the notion that we're going to have to do something about seniors, or a bunch of folks are going to end up. Um, in in nursing homes because they they simply can't live independently. Agreed. Um, Big time. Yeah, Absolutely. we haven't. Yeah, we haven't made all the changes that we've got Not to make yet. because heaven knows there are huge numbers of problems. There's there's a huge sort shortage of personnel to serve these populations. Um, there there is absolutely not enough money. There yeah. probably aren't enough agencies. So, I mean, there are lots of things we have to fix, but I think for the first time, 
people are recognizing this is a really serious problem. It's now a coalition of people and agencies and AAVL is talking about it and the subdivisions, if you want to call them that, like CAAVL and others, we're all cognizant of that. And that's what it's going to take. If we really want change and we didn't have it, even three or four years ago, we we didn't hear about what we're hearing about now. It was seniors, but it wasn't blind seniors. It was seniors. Mm -hmm. And now, now we've begun to get more and more involvement and more and more people are talking about it from within agencies. And this is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Other, other blindness thoughts of the group before we open it up? Ms. Marianne, who we got? We have area code 267. You may unmute. don't know where that area code is either it's philadelphia oh see i was about to ask the a lady shame on me (laughs) i forgot we had a pennsylvania you should have asked the m lady okay (laughs) they have lowered their hand um so we have um beth hey beth Hello, Beth. Beth, you may unmute. All right. There you are. There There she is. Yeah. Hi, guys. Um, I am very excited about something I heard about on Site Tech Global a couple of weeks ago. It is a new company. It is a two-person company. So far, I don't know if they're going to expand that or not. That's up to them. One of the two is blind. I don't remember about the other one. I would have to go back and read the bio. The company is Glidance.io, not Guidance, but Glidance.io. They are in the works of coming up with a device which will use AI, but it will also use other sensors. It is a two-wheeled device, which, if you so choose, can take the place of a cane or a dog, and it will route you to your location. It will take you around obstacles. It will tell you when steps are occurring in your environment, and Of course, it's not out yet. This is still in development, but I am so excited about this. And I have signed up to be kept abreast. They have a newsletter thing you can sign up. They're very, very interested in hearing from people and talking with people. And I'm going to do that at the beginning of the year. So if you go to Glidance, G-L-I-D-A-N-C-E dot I-O, I think you're going to be quite blown away by the possibility and let's hope by the actuality of this device the other thing i wanted to say is Mm -hmm. for people who love to hear good news as i do there is a podcast which comes out every i don't know week or two about five minutes my unsung hero that's my unsung hero 
And every time I listen to that, I am buoyed up. It's just a wonderful short podcast. That's it for me. Thanks. Thank you, Miss Beth. Thanks for calling. I, I and I and I think that the that the point that Beth makes about that particular orientation and mo and mobility potential device is is interesting because I think the time is right for being able to do that kind of thing. You know, we we've got we've got probably enough AI to to to, to do some analyzing. We 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 certainly have. Um, cheap enough um space uh, in in devices to put lots of information in them and and i think there are loads of things that we assumed would never be possible um because of the fact that um because of the fact that that uh, that it was just going to be too expensive and and too complicated for small devices and i think that's really changing a lot any thoughts about that, Brian? Too. Yeah. Say that. Yep. So to me, I take a look at uh, a number of the things that happened out there over the time I've been involved in technology. Uh, you can go to a person's closet and find all kinds of technologies that sure were short-lived in yep. one form or another. I think of the laser cane as a mobility device. Uh -huh. which was sending a laser beam 12 to 18 inches ahead of the tip of your cane to detect things and give you vibral tactile information at the grip uh -huh. uh, of that that was there and they would also send a beam up so that you would know whether or not you were going to come into contact with uh, low-hanging branches and that kind of right. stuff but uh, the cost was prohibitive. The only ones who could afford it were veterans uh, because the VA would pay for it without a question. And almost no veteran used them for more than a few months mm -hmm. before they, they whatever, that, that side of things. So I'm not discouraged that things sometimes come into existence and go out of favor. You know, you learn more from your failures than you do from your successes. Uh, and I think that the, there is that coming of age of some technologies that are going to allow us to do some pretty amazing things. I was involved in a research project here this year where they had me walk around uh, a in the area of a college and a hospital uh, from point to point to point. And they registered my every motion during that time and the motion of my cane, etc., and they're going to use that data to learn or learn a method for delivery robots to be able to detect a blind person's coming toward them or a blind person's in their path so that they will not guess what you're going to do based on what a sighted person would be doing. Uh, so again that's they're an interesting issue data yep. they're collecting data and that same robot that can deliver something can deliver a blind person yep sure sure could happen um interesting um so 
any major technological developments that we ought to be talking about for this year? Uh, any the group first? Uh, I have my Celeste glasses. Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which I uh, bought at the ACB convention and have had now in my possession for, oh, I don't know, six weeks or so. So it's simply a pair of glasses that are connected to your smartphone and it puts with very few buttons slash gestures you have to do um, the ability to point your face at something and ask it to identify it uh, and give in-depth uh, description and follow-up questioning about that. Uh, or you can point at text and it will read it to you and store it and then give you the ability to navigate through it. So, you know, you sit down in a restaurant table, you open up the menu and Celeste reads you the menu and you can follow it up with a question saying, hmm, well, which one of these are, uh, I don't know, gluten-free or which mm -hmm. one of these are chicken? And instead of having to read the whole document again to find that, it simply uh, gives it back at you. Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind yeah. of, you know, and it's all right now there's about 150 or so people with them. And one of the significant mm -hmm. things about, uh, about that device is, it, at least as I understand it, it's a subscription program rather yes. than something where you spend a lot of capital. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. The glasses themselves cost me $100, mm -hmm. but 50 of that dollars went to the first month's service, and now it's $50 a month to use them. And, you know, as compared to the other smart glasses that people have been uh, talking about that started more than $1,000, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yes, I think this is, again, a way to bring the cost of getting involved early on much making it much more doable for the average blind person i agree i would That's love to see a pair of glasses again associated with ira i would love to have the ease of you know having my phone in my pocket and just being able to wear a pair of glasses like the celeste glasses because they're nice and light and and not too funky looking and just be able to have the ira agent see what i see through my glasses. I, I, I wish we could get back. They've I, talked I, I about go that. Back. I know. And they're still talking I, about that, but there's yeah, not much. Better I'd like to there. see that happen this year. I also. Again, I would love to see the convergence of some of these things, mm -hmm. right? The best of Ira, the best of Be My Eyes, the mm -hmm. best of whatever. Uh, I'd I, love to in, see in that. Glasses. I wouldn't, I'm, I'm moving away from glasses just a little bit, but, but I, I like my glasses and I love the idea behind the Celeste glasses. We, I talked to the person who put them together for the ACB vendors back in July and I was amazed at such a small organization could do so much so quickly. Uh, and, and I think they're just, they're just a great, great plan. I, even though the e-reader has, exceeded its year because i think it was basically around beginning in 2022 
there's still more and more people finding out about it and beginning to use right. it. And I think it qualifies, as far as I'm concerned, as one of the the most diversified readers with a Braille display that, that I've seen. Now, it's not going to do probably as much as with some of the other larger Braille displays, but I think it's for for... For me, when I go somewhere from a mobile perspective, I can take it right out and plug a little uh, card into it, read what I need to read. I've done it constantly, mm-hmm. quite often. And I think it's wonderful, especially because I don't have to haul it around and have to put something really large together. It, it doesn't fit in my pocket, but almost, almost. And the Victor Reader Stream 3 yes. is a is a development from this year. It's funny, we don't um, think about that sometimes because we have the one or the... I've got all three, but yeah. we've had the two, and we've had the one, it, but it's done significant yeah. differences in three. It's um, it's it's interesting, um, and and I guess another new product that Humanware brought out is the is the what do they call their their mobility device, Brian? Is it the tra- It's not the tracker, but something like that no but it, it is very much like the trekker mm-hmm. uh, i don't recall its name either um One but of- it, it it is a it is a pure orientation mobility device but that also has a camera built into it and the ability to uh and the ability to scan and the ability to do um some of the things that the Galaxy and, and those Envision America devices used to do, read barcodes. Um, so we're, we're beginning to see almost the separation of devices because you you had the, the Victor Reader Trek a few years ago that tried to combine the two, and now essentially Humanware has decided that it just doesn't work. Um, however, at the same time, we've also seen the emergence of hybrid devices like the hymns player this year which um which which has a camera so um you can use that but it also enables you to uh to to do a lot of third party app downloading um and also to uh, to utilize some components of your smartphone in ways that no device has allowed you to use them until now so it's I, I guess when we're putting it all together, um, I, I, I'll add one other thing. Um, hymns, for the first time, I think, in the history of blindness products, has actually updated the operating system that its note taker operates on. I don't think there has ever been a note taker in the history of blindness products that's done that until now. I can't think um, of anything. Right. So in, in a lot of ways, I guess we're saying that it's been a pretty good year in terms of, in terms of, um, in terms of blindness and technology. I think so. Well, well, I'm going to throw a little monkey wrench in the works. Uh, and I don't mean this in nearly as negative as it, as that sounded. I, as you probably remember hearing me say, I'm really excited at the idea of refreshable tactile graphics. And yes. a couple of devices are out there now um, trying to tackle this question of that. 
one of which is uh, the monarch yes. out of APH. Um, and I, I have really mixed feelings about this. Uh, it's being semi-marketed as a accessible content accessing device that should allow a student to place a textbook in it and have it be able to display the text of that textbook right. in refreshable braille but also to display any graphical information in that textbook in a graphical way and even some hybrid where it would automatically detect in a graphic that there's words there and put the braille equivalents there instead of a raised line print letter in its place. So that's all really kind of exciting. What's not exciting to me is the price of that. The price is so astounding that uh, when you use the APH quota system where the federal government gives it gives APH a certain number of dollars and school districts can apply for free APH products based on how many blind students they're seeing for how many hours in the course of a academic year. The problem is that these things are so expensive that they if they were acquired by a school district, it would require most school districts have to expend all of their available money uh, that is uh, this quota money on a device for one child and wouldn't have money left over to acquire anything for the other children in that district. That uh, is a huge, huge I, issue for me. And I think and I think one of the things that worries me about that is APH and Humanware both know, and I'll talk about another company because I don't want—I don't want it to seem that I'm just pointing a finger at them. But APH and Humanware both know that that there are not very many, if any, individuals who are going to be able to buy this product, and and so essentially they are attempting to market it um, to. Uh, to a group of people who they believe will be forced by the parents of these children or by or by political pressure um, to buy the, the the equipment and and there is another device that's being that was developed in Indiana that right from the beginning before really won't sell to individuals period who say that their objective and by the way it's it it, it is it, it, uh, another, kind of multi-line braille display type device brian but they say yeah. th it is their intent to to sell only to agencies so that essentially blind people would be given these devices and i yeah. I, I am really uncomfortable with that direction period i agree i agree and and aph primarily is looking at increased federal funding they to sure are pick up that price tag um, yep. now you know i don't want to discourage any entity for research but before you spin it out to 
the blindness system, if you will, realize it's going to create a problem. Let me give you an example, not so much in a device, but in a, uh, a situation that happened that really hit the blindness system. And that's when the VA suddenly found the money to hire uh, instructors uh, to teach blind and visually impaired veterans. And when they did that, mm -hmm. where do you suppose they found those O&M instructors and those rehab teachers? At other agencies. They, they stripped them yep. away from all of the other agencies that they had mm -hmm. previously, because they paid more. Yes. Because yep. they paid more. And we, we really struggled in, the, in, in this pre-existing system when that distorted things. Mm -hmm. The other thing that has the potential to distort things in refreshable Braille is NLS's uh, readers, right? If the average blind Braille reader can get a free Braille display, albeit not one that does everything that a commercial one does, is going to reduce the number of individuals who are going to buy what uh, private companies are going to attempt to sell individuals. Uh, there's no way that can't happen. No way. So you have to think twice. And in fact, one of the reasons NLS has decided to limit the capabilities of their devices uh, is in fear of having that impact. But is is there is is there not the potential of it working entirely the other way? Yes, absolutely. Uh, did we see uh, any really downward trend toward the cost of refreshable Braille before? Uh, hold on, I'm getting a text message here. I apologize. Yeah, I think refreshable Braille has significantly um, been reduced in price. I mean, there are some very reasonable options now for refreshable Braille, even if they're not right. big, huge displays. There, right. there are companies out there saying people want access to this stuff, and I think that we have, you know, they've answered that call. But one had you know, to prove that it was doable before yes. the others moved at all. And uh, I, I think that. I th I think that it's really uncertain um, what the impact of the NLS Braille reader can be. If if a lot of people adopt the NLS Braille reader, um, I think one of the things that they're going to discover pretty quickly is the inability to write and the inability to take notes. Or, or that's not accurate. Sorry, let me take that back. The 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 need to use roundabout methods to be able to do these things. Um, That's true. That's is true. so uncomfortable that what they actually will will end up doing is is being in the market for a, a relatively inexpensive device that will allow them to do the writing. Once they, once I think once people become comfortable with with using braille displays, it's it's going to fundamentally alter uh, the way that people perceive how they're going to interact with the world after that. I actually have to have two. I have the small one, the e-reader, for things that I know it can yep. do. And I have another one for other things that I know the e-reader can't do. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, 
these are the kinds of things that alter, you know, you may say that the most important thing, for example, is employment for blind and visually impaired people. We're horribly yeah. unemployed as a class of individuals. Yes. Or you may say, well, the fastest growing component of the blindness community is elders, and it's highly underfunded and understaffed. Yeah. It's Both of those are true. Uh, how do you balance what is always going to be a limited resource? Money, yes, but I think also staffing. Um, and, you know, right now, this country's having some real difficulties uh, getting enough people to enter education because of how poorly a teacher is paid as compared to if they went in any number of other directions. So we have those kinds of dynamics working out there. I would like to see the blindness community become more aggressively involved in uh, functioning as testers of equipment and functioning in, uh, if you will, think tanks of competent, well-intended, right. not just but not just what I would like, but what I think blind people could really take advantage of kind of thinkers. Uh, so that it's not where somebody throws an item out there and sees whether it sinks or swims, but where we're involved in the development of it in the first place. And, and we, we have talked a lot about um, policy in the blindness system, whether, whether we're dealing with seniors or children um, or adults or, or rehab folks, um, is, is being made to, um, to, to deal with issues that are current, that are happening today, but that one of the components that's absolutely missing, in, in my opinion, from the blindness system is taking a look at where we expect the world to be 10 or 15 years from now and, and, and what we can begin to work on as, as priorities that will fundamentally change the environment in which blind folks operate. Um, and and I think that's what we need to do. I tried to persuade um, ACB to take take the lead in that direction with the resolution a couple of years ago, but it but it went it went flying away and 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 was not adopted because um, I, I guess I I'm not going to try to define why it happened, but it did. Um, but nevertheless, I think it it we have made the mistake throughout the history of the blindness field. To, to operate essentially um, from year to year and from hand to mouth rather than trying to step back and, and try to develop overarching policies that I think we really need to do. Following rather than leading. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Do we have any hands, dear one? We have Diana has her hand up. Um, yep. Welcome back. Hi. Welcome and back. I think I'm unmuted because you are. Yes, you are. I had the signal for a long time, so I finally <laughs> went ahead and, and unmuted. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. For me, what's encouraging is seeing the prices on things lower so that I could buy several things this year yes. that I would have had to save for a couple of years before to get something mm -hmm. <clears throat> that was new. 
and I would have to wait to see how it worked out um, in practice rather than risk my limited funds mm -hmm. on something that I couldn't use. I only did that once. <laughs> I bought yep. a note taker that looked great mm -hmm. at convention. It was small. It was really well built. But it came mm -hmm. with such a confusing documentation, I never got it to do anything. And I eventually sold it for slightly less than I paid for it to someone who had already received the training from, from the VA because he knew how to use it. And I didn't. And I didn't have the networking to help me get that yep. because that's one thing community has done is given us networking so that um, – People have been asking me, how do you set up Kindle on your Echo device? And I honestly couldn't answer them because they knew they could get my book for a reasonable price as as an ebook, but they didn't know how to set up it on Echo. So I was able to, to talk to Tyann from the community who has mm -hmm. a class on it on community and ask mm -hmm. her to put it on her schedule to teach it. I said, I'll come because I need to be able to answer this question when people want to know how to read my book. And of course, Kim is going to get it, you know, recorded and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's wonderful. But, you know, if people want a copy that they can revisit and keep, <laughs> it's always nice yeah. to have the ability to buy the book they want, you know, mm -hmm. and, and read it. So that's exciting. Um, I have bought myself a Hable one, and and Desi and I are going to help each other learn how to use it. <laughs> can, can, I join, can I join your group too? <laughs> well, I, I downloaded the documentation, and I brailled up one copy to see if it would work, and it seems to be okay. So that's my Christmas gift to Des is to send her a Braille version nice. of the documentation in a nice folder so that she's got it too. Mm -hmm. And then we can start figuring it out. Then um, the other thing I bought was, I live in Missouri where sidewalks sometimes end, and mm -hmm. you're either mm -hmm. forced to walk along the the bum the Reverse. rumble strip <laughs> the, no yeah. the rumble strip <laughs> mm -hmm. or walk um, through people's yards and on the other side of the drainage ditches that are right next to the rumble strip <laughs> so right. because we don't have um, a lot of bike lanes we don't have a lot of safe places for people to walk and we have large rural miles and miles of rural road that you um are walking right on the very edge mm -hmm. of traffic so yeah it's a scary place to be on foot um mm -hmm. so i bought myself an a werewolf um cane made out of titanium and <laughs> designed by the guy in sedona who was a hiker and got frustrated by breaking so many canes <laughs> is this is this the the all-terrain cane is that the yes, one yes yes yeah yeah so what do you think i haven't had a chance to really give it a test drive but it's not too heavy for me it's not it's a folding cane but not really because yeah. 21 inches in its folded segments is not going to fit in a purse <laughs> <laughs> not really but it will fold down to stick in the airline seat pocket or mm -hmm. um 
it will fold down enough to hold it in your lap so that the uh, if you're ever at the uh, spinning restaurant in Seattle, your your cane won't move well, yeah, away from you on the ledge. Yep. On the ledge. <laughs> you know, so that's good. And it's not too heavy for me. And yet it's going to be a lot stronger than all of those um, those uh, graphite canes that I used to bend into a bow shape by getting it caught and then doing an un- in, un- in, an inadvertent pole vault. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, you know, I've had the, the ID canes, which are much more convenient for, for a guide dog user to carry, um, to just whip out and unconfuse themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had them snap off in an elevator door. <laughs> Very easily. I've, yes. And I've had canes, um, you know, lose their integrity by breaking their elastic and standing there on a street corner with a handle in your hand. So... Before I, I went, I think that that titanium canes have been the big thing this year because mm-hmm. th- that one is not the only one. There, there are actually a couple of others that are out there that 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 I've fallen in love with. There are some titanium telescopic canes. I That's think you one have I one use. too, Brian. Me too. Yeah. I love yeah. that yeah. cane. Yes. I, yeah. I will. I will tell you that I've broken two of them this month. I haven't oh, broken no. one yet. It disturbs me. I love the those plastic. Ones. The plastic where the joints come together, um, yep, snapped off. Mm. Oh no, that's in not two good. places. Yeah, no. No. I like telescopes, stop gobbit canes if I can find a good one. But again, they they do break. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll show you mine. I'll show you mine in the summer, and so okay. will Marianne. Okay, the other um, one that I I bought last year was the no jab cane with the spring handle. And I liked that when I went off to guide dog school Mm -hmm. because it's kind of like walking with a pogo stick. I mean, when you Mm -hmm. slam it up against something, it attracts enough that you've got time to catch your balance and not jab yourself with it at the other end of it. So I do like it. Mm -hmm. And it was my favorite cane. Um, I called it Cane Kong and put a little Kong ornament on the on the keychain. <laughs> <laughs> you have one more hand, Paul. Just before. So um, it, anyway, yep. um, so I bought a Hable one. I bought a, a Versa Braille paperless slate, and I bought yep. um, oh, what's the other thing I bought? Oh, and I, and and that titanium cane. Um, yep. all this year because they were affordable. You know, yep, they, I hear you. They weren't five hundred yep. and up. <laughs> yep. Miss Deanna, thanks for your call. Mm-hmm. Yep. Miss Vernon, did you Janet hear me and, one yep, more? Yep, we do. Janet and Keith Palmeter. Yep. You are able to unmute. Okay, I hope I unmuted. There you, you are. Gotcha. You did. So, I just I just want to can I go back on something said earlier, like way earlier? Yep. De- Deanna, I want to say I love your voice though, by the way. And Brian, you said no one can talk about at the table politics religion and the third one my history teacher in high school always said you cannot sit at a table and talk about politics religion or death so maybe death was the third one you were thinking of could be but be i was going to say the first hour of the program was so uh, poignant in a sense because everybody was so sad about so many things in the year 
But Calandra said something earlier, and just going to be very brief about it. She just said that uh-huh. she has God and she's really enjoying things. And I thought about when she said that the word gospel means good tidings, good news. It does. It does. And so when you're when you're reading journals and newspapers, everything is bad news. Like Brian was yep. saying, it's so depressing nowadays, but there is good news. Religion yep. is causing wars everywhere. Look at Israel. Look at the Muslims, the, the Jews, Hamas, mm-hmm. Hamas, everything. Yep. It's religion is causing wars mm-hmm. and divisions so, and all. So what we great so what we should do is just read the Bible. <clears throat> the but the Bible news. has that has the good news. The gospel mm-hmm. is but it also but it also is the bad news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's as much a divider as anything else. It, 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 if people take, you know, because people hijack parts of it and use it um, against, you know, particular people, uh, it, it, it can be good. It can be divisive as well. It depends on the individual. That's right. Yep. Miss Janet, do you have one word for 2023? I, I looked, I look to positive future. I really do. And I think everything positive that is going to happen, if you ask me, it's it's right there in the Bible. All the positive good news is right there. And if someone just looks up, you can see it. So I think I see good in the future. Miss Janet, thank you so much for your call. You're welcome. So I, I, I think this evening has really been interesting, at least it was to me. The first hour, we depressed the heck out of ourselves. <laughs> and it seems to me that in the second hour, we, we, we kind of got out of that. And, and one of the things that, that I don't think I've been able to say um, for years and years and years is uh, that, that it's been a positive year in the blindness field. I mean it, and and that's certainly what we seem to be saying, uh, lady and gentlemen. Absolutely. Would you agree with that, Brian? I agree. Would, I agree. Yeah. And I'm I'm as excited about the potential of this year yes. going forward as any of its implementation during this year. The mm-hmm. you know the starting gun has been fired for lots of very exciting things. So. I'd like to thank everyone who participated tonight. I hope I can persuade most of you guys who are listening uh, to come back in two weeks because what we typically do on Tuesday Topics is we do two programs around the start of the year. The first program is to look back at the year that was, and we've just done that. But the next program, which will be on the 2nd of January, we're going to take Boxing Day off. Um, actually, we'll take a look at what we expect from this year. And so we will actually be able to talk about some of the positive things that we are looking forward to, some of the components that we expect to see. At the end of 2023, I want to express my appreciation to everyone who's made Tuesday Topics what it is, that is the listeners, and all of us who have gotten together this year to talk with you and um, share with you uh, how we feel about the way things are for all of us. You have certainly enriched my life, and I suspect I'm speaking for everybody else. 
And on behalf of Tuesday Topics, I want to wish everybody a wonderful holiday season. I want to hope that everyone manages uh, to have exactly the kind of time that they want to have. And I'm happy to tell you that by the time we do get together on the 2nd of January, I will be a year older. So on that (laughs) frightening note, it gives me great (laughs) pleasure to say... Good night.